Welcome to Global Stage, a podcast highlighting academic and policy-oriented international research on democracy and human development. Global Stage is a production of the Kellogg Institute for International Studies, part of the Keough School of Global Affairs at the University of Notre Dame. Welcome to a new edition of Global Stage, a podcast produced by the Kellogg Institute for International Studies at the University of Notre Dame and an initiative by doctoral students affiliated to the Institute. I am Isabel Luisa Gomez, a PhD candidate in political science and peace studies. And I'm Benjamin Garcia Olgado, a PhD candidate in political science. We're approaching our big celebration of the Kellogg Institute's 40th anniversary, and we're very pleased to recount the Institute's trajectory with a special guest. Daniel Brinks is a professor of government and of law at the University of Texas, Austin. Dan has been affiliated to the Kellogg Institute through various roles. He was a doctoral student, visiting fellow, and faculty fellow, and he's currently a member of the advisory board. Dan, welcome to the program, and thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Let's start by asking you about your trajectory at the Kellogg Institute. Could you tell us what you remember about the Kellogg Institute when you first joined it as a graduate student back in the late 90s? What did it look like at the time? For me, the Kellogg Institute is the people. And in a way, the Kellogg Institute was almost the totality of my Notre Dame experience. You know, even when I came as a visitor to explore the possibility of doing my PhD here, right, the people who received me were Scott Mainwaring, Guillermo Donnell. I remember I sat in on a, interestingly for a conference we were having now, I sat in on a directed reading class that Michael Coppige was leading that had David Altman as one of the two students. And those were the people that really kind of brought me to Notre Dame. And that's what the Kellogg Institute meant. So if you ask me to think about what was the Kellogg Institute then, it was people like Guillermo O'Donnell, of course, but Scott Mainwaring and Michael Coppige and Robert Fishman and so many others who were really kind of huge figures in the study of Latin American politics, but also incredibly generous with students and incredibly welcoming. So fast forward into nowadays, which research and policy areas has the Institute most grown in? In the last years, we have seen many university-based institutes centered on democracy and development. So what is the Institute's stamp compared to other university-based institutes? In one way, the Institute has grown in complexity. It has new research agendas, new constituencies, new faculty who study different things. I mean, I think the focus on integral human development has expanded the sorts of topics that it looks at. It's brought in more economists. It's brought in others. It's added much more of a concern with Africa and other parts of the world than was true when I was here. And it has evolved. I think we're here at the tail end of a conference that was convoked by the group of people working on the VDEM project, which is a massive data collection project supporting quantitative analyses of democracy. And that data-driven, you know, there were always quantitative people here, but it was always a place that had conversations between quantitative and qualitative work. And it was very much grounded in regional knowledge. And I think in a way that's still here, but it's been overlaid with this incredibly rich 
set of people who work on more quantitative efforts, more global efforts, a more global focus. At the same time, there's still this stamp that's always been true of the Kellogg Institute that was there when it was created. It's an explicit engagement with normative concerns, an explicit engagement with things that matter to real people in the real world. And in particular, so that can sometimes, you know, for institutions that are located in the global north and that run around the world thinking they can make the world a better place, that can sometimes feel a little imperialistic. But I think the thing that tempers that for the Kellogg is something that's always been true of the Kellogg, and it's its constant engagement with people from the regions that it studies, right? So Guillermo Donel was from Argentina. He kind of cut his teeth on questions of where democracy comes from and how does it fall apart by living them personally, right? And I think, and there are always people here, Foxley and others from Chile and many, many people from Brazil who, who were really sort of directly involved in the politics that people at the Kellogg were studying. And I think that in a way that continues, I hope, I mean, I don't, I'm not close enough to say how much it continues, but I think with the appointment of Aníbal as the new director, I think that part of it is secure. And I think that's really kind of shaped how people undertake the projects that they undertake and the kind of conclusions that they come to. Guillermo always used to say, we do theory grounded in regional realities, and that, I think, continues to be sort of a stamp that the Kellogg puts on its students and on the faculty that come through here. So given your longest-standing involvement in the Kellogg Institute, what impact has the Institute had on your scholarship and academic career then? It's really hard to overstate the impact that the Kellogg has had on my career. Like I said, even the decision to come to Notre Dame over Michigan or UCSD, which were a couple of the other options I had, was really directly connected to the Kellogg Institute and the kinds of concerns and the kinds of research that was being done here and the kind of people who were here. I'm much more interested in law and courts than most of the people who are here now and most of the people who were here then, except maybe Guillermo O'Donnell, who he also cared about law and, and the rule of law and, and that sort of thing. But I was also interested in the construction of a more robust democratic citizenship, and that's that was what I think animated everybody who was here at the time. So when I went, so when I finished my dissertation and I was getting ready to go on the job market, almost every place I interviewed, I was meeting with people who had been through the Kellogg, who knew my advisors. I got offers from programs where the people who were in sort of crucial decision-making positions, I had met here at the Kellogg at conferences. I had interacted with them. I had engaged with them intellectually already. And I think that's what sort of pulled my application out of the pile of applications. And, and that's directly related to what the Kellogg was doing. We had great conferences on consociationalism and so on. And the main disciplinary figures working on those issues would come and engage with us and engage with the graduate students as well. And then, of course, there's the constant procession of academics who come through as scholars, as visiting scholars. And that was super important as well. I mean, I've written 
a couple of books now with Steve Levitsky. He's somebody I met here at the Kellogg when he was just finishing his graduate work. We used to play soccer together, <laughs> um, right? And so it's hard to imagine what my career would have been without the Kellogg. It really is. I mean, that's a counterfactual I can't even begin to untangle. And uh, Dan, since your scholarship focuses on Latin American politics, and more specifically judicial politics in the region, what impact do you see the Institute has had on the study of Latin American political phenomena at Notre Dame but beyond? The people who came through the Kellogg or who were at the Kellogg essentially for a generation set the agenda for research on Latin America. Guillermo O'Donnell did, the Colliers who were here repeatedly did, Al Steppen was here all the time, Evelyn Huber was here again. These are all people who had or still have long-standing connections to the Kellogg and who are in many ways sort of setting the agenda for the study of Latin American politics, whether it's parties and party systems with Scott or democracy with Guillermo O'Donnell and Michael Coppedge or the expansion of the welfare state with Evelyn Huber and and her husband. And, and so there's so many things. Again, I think if you look at the way in which the discipline has evolved over time, all those trends, they maybe didn't start here, but they all came through here. And many of the conversations that shaped that research have happened here at the Kellogg. So in a way, I think that tradition continues. So when you think of who are the most important people doing research in Latin American politics. I think Aníbal has to be on that list. Aníbal Pérez Linian, who's the new director. You know, of course, Scott has always been on that list, you know, and, the, and Michael and, and so many. So, yeah, I mean, there are very few issues in Latin American politics that haven't been discussed, debated, written about, researched here at the Kellogg, either by the people who are here permanently or by the people who come through as visiting scholars. So, taking a forward-looking perspective, how do you envision the Kellogg Institute in the upcoming years? Yeah, so I'm hoping that somebody will give me the answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm on the board of advisors now at the Kellogg, as you mentioned, and, you know, I think that's our next job. We have a 40-year history. It's a pretty illustrious history. And the question is, what's next? Where do we go from here? And I think... One thing that gives me a great deal of hope is the new director. I think Aníbal is just a, an excellent researcher, somebody who knows the region, the Latin American region really well. I think Latin America will likely figure very prominently in the future of the Kellogg, although the Kellogg, as we were mentioning earlier, has more regional concerns than just Latin America. My own research, I think, mirrored the trajectory of politics in Latin America and the sorts of concerns that were true at the Kellogg. So I went from looking at state violence to social and economic rights, which seemed like the big question for a while. It was social inclusion and economic inclusion. And then it seemed like we really needed to focus on the construction of stronger institutions and just perfecting democracy. So if you had asked me this question maybe a little more than five years ago, 10 years ago, <laughs> say, it would have been like, well, we're going to be looking at how to make democracy better. <laughs> <laughs> 
we're, we're going to be building on a really strong foundation of the last 30 years of democracy in the region. <laughs> and now it's, it looks a little different, right? I mean, now I think we are worried about where the region is headed. We're worried about democracy, but not just democracy in the region. All those things that we thought were fairly secure, like state violence and coups and the interruption of democratic government are sort of back on the table again, right? We've just we've recently seen Nicaragua arrest political opponents, torture people, disappear people, exile people and strip them of their citizenship. I mean, that that feels like a movie from the 70s. And we recently saw in Brazil just a return to the levels of police violence that were present in the 80s. And I think those are, in a way, it's it's back to the future, I guess. I mean, we're, we're going to be, in some ways, getting back to fundamentals, right, in terms of our research agenda. So it's really starting to think about what are the foundations of stable, high-quality democracies. And we're, we're really going to have to come up with some answers if we're going to continue to be engaged with what's happening in the region and continue to do research that matters to people who really live in the places where we study. So hopefully, I think that's where... I think the Kellogg will continue to support that kind of research and continue to provide an intellectual environment in which those questions are debated, discussed, argued, and hopefully a place where maybe some of the good ideas can can go back out into the region and and help make things better again. So our episode has come to a close. Dan, thank you so much for, for being here with us today. It was a really pleasure to talk about the Kellogg Institute's trajectory and legacy with you today. Dear listeners, stay tuned to the following episode of Global Stage featuring published research and work in progress by faculty, graduate students, and fellows affiliated to the Kellogg Institute for International Studies. You've been listening to Global Stage, produced by the Kellogg Institute for International Studies. Listen to other episodes here or wherever you get your podcasts. Global Stage also can be found online at kellogg.nd.edu or by asking your smart speaker to play Global Stage. Global Stage.